my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. iHeartRadio presents Podversations, a weekly discussion with the biggest names and influencers in podcasting. Want to learn the secret psych-up rituals Scrub star Zach Braff and Donald Faison use before every fake doctor's real friends taping? How Vice News parachutes into war zones to rescue journalists from life-threatening situations? Or why Keegan-Michael Key and Blumhouse believe 3D audio is the future of storytelling. Whether you're a newbie trying to break into the podcast game or an exec trying to refine your playbook, Podversations is the easiest way to keep your pulse on the industry. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's session of the iHeart Podcast Speaker Series. 
This is officially my favorite part of the week. I get to take a break and for about a half an hour talk to a creator that we're in partnership with at iHeartMedia. Our excuse, so to speak, for being in partnership with that creator is podcasting, one of our favorite and the newest mass reach medium in the United States. But these conversations usually sort of meander into places well beyond podcasting too, about what drives these creators, what's their origin stories, what gets them up in the morning, what keeps them going, why they've chosen a career of creativity and content. And in this case, podcasting. My guest this week is an incredible story. Danielle Morton is an investigative journalist. She's a best-selling co-author of 20 books. She's worked at the New York Times, the San Jose Mercury News, People, Ghostwritten, a lot of books for very well-known people. She has partnered with iHeart to create a show called City of the Rails. City of the Rails has been out a few weeks. It's one of the biggest 100 podcasts in the world right now across pretty much any platform where you might go and find podcasts. I'll set it up this way, Danielle, and then I'll sort of throw to you. Your daughter left town to hop trains, and this prompted in you this sort of instinctive response, I think, not just as an investigative journalist, but as a human, as a mother, to find out what she was doing, where she had gone, what this world is that she had entered into in this sort of secret shadow underbelly world of the trains in the United States. We were just talking before we went live on this conversation about where that instinct came from, what drove you to do that. Maybe just talk us through the origin of this phenomenal, incredible, shocking, all of the above story. How did it start? Well, it started at my daughter's high school graduation. It was a very small high school where everyone was allowed to speak directly to the audience. And most people came, most students came, there were like 12 of them, I think, to say thank you to the parents and thank you to the school. But my daughter, who is a very talented musician, walked up to this podium and sang a song the refrain of which is, oh, look what I've done. I've gone and made a fool of everyone. So I'm sitting in the audience and I'm thinking, who's she making a fool of? We go off to the reception and she splits. She didn't even go to the reception. She didn't say goodbye. Some of her train hopping friends were in the back of the graduation and she left. And it took me a couple of days to figure out that it wasn't like she went off with a bunch of her friends and like, I don't know, went to a party and forgot to come home, but that she was actually gone. So my suspicion was the trains because I had an open door policy at my house. Anybody could show up for dinner. And as she got further into her senior year, the guests were older. They were some of these musicians and some of them hopped trains. And every time they would describe this world of the train hopping, you know, your heart goes with them because you all, I think a lot of Americans have this one, number one, let me get me out of here. I am done with this. I just want to go. And the image that you think of is I could just cop a train. Nobody would know where I am. These people live that life. So why did she do this? And bigger than that, who was she? You know, I mean, you have this child. I think a lot of parents know this. You have a child who lives with you for 18 years. You think you know them. But how did this happen? So I am, as you said, trained as a journalist. And I thought, I'm going to find out about this world. I'm going to find out about the world that my daughter chose. At first, I thought she was running away from me and the world that I held out to her. And I think that was part of it. But she was running towards something. And what were the values of this world? Who were the people in it was something I was determined to find out. And that's kind of like the basis of the podcast is what I found when I followed my daughter into the city of the rails. Did you see this coming when she sort of escaped your world and into this other world? Was it a total shock? Yes. I mean, you know, we'd had a little bit of a conflict about graduation, but she graduated and she had applied to a very prestigious school and she had gotten a scholarship and everything. So I thought that was what was happening. And I think when you talk about this train hopping world, I'll speak for myself, maybe everybody listening and watching this 
it feels like the stuff of lore or books or a bygone era, at least. It doesn't feel like the United States, the America we're in today. But you're saying, no, this is a absolutely vibrant, active, secret underworld or whatever you might call it. Just describe it to us a little bit. What, in fact, are we talking about? Well, you're talking about people who reject the world that we have created. You know, one of the people who I talked to in the first episode, I say, you know, why do you do this thing? Like, why do you choose to get your food out of a dumpster? Why do you choose to live in an illegal squat where you get arrested at any moment? She said, because I want to and because I can. There's so much waste in the world. I don't want to participate in that. I can live for free and I'm not responsible to anyone. I can go where I want when I please. And just the feeling of that is something that's so alien to the way we are bound up. You know, not only are we bound up in our own economic responsibilities or familial responsibilities, but we're also attached to technology and to all these other things that are like monitoring us. And they have taken a step away from that. They are rejecting that. So I found that part of it fascinating. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing. And of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. 
If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I guess there is this notion that's familiar, this notion of wanting to retreat, wanting to escape, wanting to maybe simplify back down our lives, that even as you describe it there, it's it resonates. It Just as a human being, it resonates, this wanting to go back to the land, go back to a simpler version of life. But it also feels incredibly dangerous. <laughs> this, oh. this, this underworld that you're talking about, or this subculture, I'm not quite sure the name to put it, incredibly dangerous. Incredibly and I, dangerous. In a sense, my heart goes out to you insofar as I have two daughters. I cannot imagine watching them disappear into this kind of a world. But just talk to us about the dangers of it a little bit. I imagine that's very real. Yes. Well, you can imagine you know, the railroads are not in the safest parts of American cities. They're in some of the most dangerous neighborhoods in the world. And the trains themselves are enormous beasts that weigh hundreds of thousands of pounds. And if you get entangled with them, you're going to, at the minimum, lose a limb. Even the act of running to catch a train. So this guy describes it in episode four, where you run alongside the train, you throw your pack up onto the boxcar, then you have to use your upper body strength to hoist yourself up into the boxcar. This is the crucial moment, because if you don't do that act with a lot of force and confidence, you slip back under the train. And there's lots of people who lose their limbs that way. So there's that. Also, you know, you have to be able to rely on the people that you're with. Many people told me you learn more about the people that you're traveling with in a few days than you know about some members of your family because you're in these extreme circumstances. You're looking for your basics. You're looking for food, water, shelter every day. So how you arrange that is a matter of trust. You know, to trust one another, you have to trust one another when things get dire. If you get injured in some way, do you have money to go to the doctor? Most of them don't even want to interact with regular society in any way. So there's going to be self-reliant. So if you can imagine this from a parent's perspective, you're thinking she's cold, she's hungry. She may be wounded in some way. How do I know what's going on? Only thing I could do, because you have to do something. As a parent, you feel like you have to do something. I know there's some parents who'd be like, well, she's gone, and I'm just going to try not to think about it, but I'm not that kind of parent. (laughs) Right, right, right. Well, I mean, you're definitely not. And as an investigative journalist, you're probably thinking, I'm pretty good at this. I have a crack at trying to find her. Was there a moment in the search and in the investigation and the research you were doing where you're like, oh, I think I've got a lead on another lead on another lead, maybe, and that, that might lead me to her. Was there a 
pivot point? Well, you know, she did occasionally call and I had a little sort of reporting station set up in my house where I had a special notebook for whenever she called. And even though I was interrogating her, I tried to make it sound very casual. I would be like, oh, who are you with now? And you used to be with so-and-so and so-and-so. Who are you with now? Write down all their names. Write down the cell phone number that she was calling me from in case I needed to try to find her. I could use that cell phone number. Then if I would say to her, like, where are you? Because sometimes when you're on a train, you don't know where you are. Just say, what is the most recent landmark that you found? So I always had kind of like a basic approximation of where she was. And people do come in and off the rails. So there were times when she was someplace for a while, you know, and she would call me. She would call me like every two, three weeks, maybe. So I could get a beat on where she was. So it became a puzzle of why. Do you feel like you ever found out why? Or was it just this basic escapism that all humans have to some extent? Or is there something specific about your daughter? You know, I think the notion of rejecting the world on this side of the tracks Mm. is really a big motivation. And the feeling of like, I'm not going to answer to anyone. I'm just going to be like, today I'm going to wake up and decide what I'm going to do. And there's nobody who can tell me one way or the other because I don't have to make any money. Like one guy said, as opposed to working hard to make money, I worked hard not to make money. Mm. I wanted to live a life where money was not necessary. And when I was in New Orleans working on a different part of this story, one of the women that I met pointed to $3 that was on a crate in the squat that she was living in. And she said, I've had those $3 sitting there for a week. I haven't had to spend any money for an entire entire week. So that's the motivation is to not have to be pushed around by the urgencies that are created from without, have only the urgencies that come from within. Did that resonate with you? Was there a part of it even for you that you were like, I kind of get that? (laughs) Well, you know, um, I'm a big anti-authoritarian and it hasn't actually served me well in my career. I know how to tell somebody off and say, I'm out of here, but I'm not brave enough to betray Yeah. You know, I mean, to say to the whole world, I'm gone and you couldn't figure out why I left. Yeah. And uh, sorry, I don't have a cell phone anymore. I'm not that much of an outsider. I'm just not. Is it safe to word to use the word uh, hobo? That's an interesting question because I know a lot of people have heard that hobo is like a slur, you know, that it's sort of akin to calling somebody a bum. You yeah. know what I mean? Or like, yeah. a home, like a slur for homeless people. But inside the world of the hobo class, it's not. In fact, in the first episode, one of the hobos that I'm hanging out with when he's about to hop a train describes how you have to earn it, that he considered himself a hobo, able to use that honor only after he'd been train hopping for more than five or six years. I think he said 10 years. He said like a journeyman plumber. I mean, to know this world, because everyone thinks when they think of train hopping, they think of, oh, you're on this boxcar and you're free. But they don't really think about, okay, how do you choose the train that's going where you want to go? You know, and that there's a whole science to that and a way to analyze the the content, the cargo that the train is carrying and go, okay, well, that's got lumber on it. And it's probably heading to San Francisco where it's going to be transported to China. We export a lot of lumber to China. So that's my train because I'm going to Oakland. And there's a secret guidebook, which I actually got a copy of, called The Crew Change that is created by hobos. They all file information to this listserv where they say, oh, this yard has changed. You know, the place that we used to get on, you can't get through at that point anymore. You have to go in another way. And here's where you get eastbound trains going to this, 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 this place. So it's passed around from hobo to hobo as like a secret guide to the underworld. It's incredible.
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hormozzi, Layla Hormozzi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, chief marketing and growth officer at AT AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello. 
how prevalent is this? Like, should we assume that every one out of three trains we see probably has hobos tucked away in some car? Or is it like, nah, not quite that much, but it is a lot. I, I, I can't get a sense of this. Well, there's only a few cars that hobos can actually ride in. And if you look at a double stack train, you know, when there are two cars stacked on top of one another, those are least likely to have hobos in them. There are fewer boxcars than there've ever been. There's all sorts of other specialized cars. There's a car called a grainer that put grain in. There's also a little, there's a little cover on the side in a hole in it and you can slip into that hole and be undetected. So when an experienced rider stands at the side of the yard, they assess the available rides. And sometimes they're looking for a very specific car. The first episode, the hobo that I'm with says, I'm looking for a very specific car, you know, and it's called a pig with wings. Pig with wings, huh? Never heard that before. We always think, oh, boxcars, right? And then there's also all of this technique, right? If you get into a boxcar, you can't do it unless you've got a railroad spike in your hand. Why? Because if the boxcar door slams shut, you're trapped inside the boxcar. Oh, wow. So you've got to spike the door so that if it slams shut because of the motion, you still have a way to get out because you could die inside a boxcar. Did you feel in danger yourself a lot or were you always sort of an outsider? And I'm you know, an outsider. I'm definitely an outsider. And a lot of co- hobos have, you know, you're an outsider. Yeah. On the other hand, I have a journalist's curiosity and lack of judgment. I mean, I'm driven by a certain amount of urgency, but I'm also more curious than I am judgmental. And I think that that always comes across in speaking with the people that, are from the outside. There's sort of a backdrop to the whole story that I think is your personal story, but the backdrop that that is, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it feels like the story of America. The railroads are so intertwined with the story of and the history of our country in obvious ways and less obvious ways. But as you dug into this in this search and investigation around your daughter, talk about that a little bit. What came to light for you around how this is really a story about the country to some extent? Well, this, the railroads are the beginning of corporate America. They are the first business that was operated on a national scale. So they created a lot of the corporate dodges and things that, you know, protect the modern corporation. For instance, the corporate personhood that we have today started in the 1860s with the railroads trying to use the 14th Amendment that freed the slaves to make themselves into people, to give rights to them as corporations that were the kind of rights that you get as a person. Lobbyists, were created by the railroads. Why? Because after the Civil War, there was a lot of expansion of the rails and huge government subsidies. I mean, a lot of people know about the fact that all this land was given to the railroads for free so they could lay their trap. Historian Richard White estimates that if you put together all of the land that was given to the railroads for free would be the size of the state of Alaska. But there was more than that. There were federal subsidies for railroad construction. They were federally guaranteed bonds. So anybody who wanted a railroad was trying to get this from the government. So where did they hang out? In the lobby of the Willard Hotel, where all of the Congress people came, and in the lobby of Congress, hence the name lobbyists. Railroads invented time zones. So before the Transcontinental Railroad was made, the power axis in the United States was north to south. But when it became east to west, noon in Chicago is not the same time as noon in New York. So how are you going to calibrate the timing of the trains? Well, railroad engineers divided the country into time zones so that they could calibrate the arrival of the trains, which led to Einstein's theory of relativity, because Einstein was in the patent office in Bern, Switzerland, getting all of these patents about how to calibrate time, which made him understand things are relative from one place to another, became the basis of the theory of relativity. And I could go on, but I'll stop. (laughs) (laughs) I think honestly, like to to pull this back down into podcasting a little bit... 
I, I don't want to do it. I want you to go on and on. I think what you're talking about, though, is what podcasting does really, really well. We have a medium here in podcasting that we at iHeartMedia fell in love with a few years ago. And it's been some of the most exciting and I think, honestly, innovative content happening in the world today. But the way you describe the effects, the ripple effects of the railroad industry from you personally all the way through to a physics-defying theory of relativity and everything in between is what podcasters are really good at. This medium lets you follow a story into the nooks and crannies and the meandering paths that it's supposed to take as opposed to formatting it into a stricter structure or anything like that. What has surprised you about the podcast medium? What do you like about it that you didn't really realize it was that good at or or anything like that? Well, one of the things that I really was excited about was the ability to use sound to tell the story because everyone has an emotional connection to the sounds of the trains. And to be able to communicate that this means something to you, that that very emotional connection. Well, they're having to like put a big neon arrow at it and go, you care. Yeah. But when you hear that train, when you hear that whistle, it arouses the heart of you that says, is this it? Can I get out of here? Is there some other place I could go? Could I just like get on the train, you know, without having to say that stuff? I think that is an enormous gift to storytelling. The other thing is the very talented people from iHeart that I've been working with, not saying too much, you know, like trying to just say enough so that people get the point because people are very smart. I've come from the print world where you, you know, like, okay, here we're going to have three paragraphs about lobbying. They want to tell it in four sentences. And I think that gets it across just as effectively with the other tools that are available to you through sound and other things with podcasting. Then the other thing is, who's going to read a book these days? I mean, I've written a lot of books, but you know, this is such an incredible opportunity to reach a big audience who may not have thought of these things before. And the fact that all of these different people from all of these different walks of life are coming to this podcast and starting to rethink their own lives. We had a mommy blogger who said, you know, this is making me think. I show up to work every day. I do the things I'm supposed to do. And at the end of the day, what does it amount to? And I'm like, wow, if we can reach a suburban mom with this podcast, I mean, they wish you wouldn't read a book about the rails. Same thing. Other side of this audience, a hobo left me a voicemail message. There's a number on the end of the podcast. Mm. And he said, I've been on the rails for 30 years. I'm 52 years old. And I thought, you know, I'm too old to get off the rails. But then I listened to your episode about moving into the barn. And I thought I could do that. I could get off the rails. So just think about that ability of the podcast to touch a suburban mom and a hobo in the same episode. That's amazing. It is a strangely, deeply, deeply moving medium. It, it really does have a way of taking a story and and literally and, and figuratively getting in your head. I just want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. The show that you've made, City of the Rails, in partnership with the iHeart Podcast Network, for everybody listening or watching, this show hits you hard. It is extremely moving, extremely smart. When we talk about podcasting, creating some of the highest quality content in the world, period, in any medium, this, Danielle, is exactly the kind of show we're talking about. It really is a pretty phenomenal work of art, I think, that you've put out there. And it, and it's all the things we just talked about. It's a mother, you, coming to terms with what is moving and motivating her daughter. It's the story of America. It's deeply powerful. So I, I really appreciate you hanging out with us today, Danielle. And uh, I really do encourage everyone, just take a second, subscribe to the feed, listen to the first couple episodes. You won't stop. But Danielle, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for helping to get people to come listen to this show. And thanks to you all for hanging out with us today. We will see you next time on the iHeart Podcast Speaker Series. Take care, be well, talk soon. 
Podversations is a production of iHeartRadio. You can find more from the biggest names in podcasting on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. A1 Concrete Leveling is ready to handle all your concrete needs. Leveling, caulking, cleaning, and sealing. A1 Concrete Leveling has you covered. Call 419-864-3698 for your free estimate today. With over 30 years of experience, they are Ohio's most trusted concrete experts. Call them today at 419-864-3698 or go to a1leveling.com. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.